We present, I'm sorry I haven't a clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the programme which has been compared for its wit to the government white paper on drainage financing. <laughs> I want you to know actually at this point that I don't have to do this. I've got a day job as a night watchman. <laughs> Let me introduce the teams now. Over there, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. <laughs> and over there, Timbrook Taylor and William Rushton. They'll be pitting their wits and risking their sanity in a series of ridiculous games for which I must remember this week to award points. First round we're going to do is the one called Last Episode. And in this one, uh, I asked the teams to put the last nail in the coffin of a long-running radio or television show and close the series in one line. Colin Sell will play the theme music and I shall award uh, points on this one. And uh, Tim Brooke-Taylor, will you start this one? I want you to put the final line to Mission Impossible. No, I'm sorry, sir. This mission is possible. <laughs> I shall self-destruct in five seconds. <laughs> you do, and you'll clean the mess up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was going to be a clean show. <laughs> I'm very tired. I've got a bad leg. Barry Cryer, will yeah. you put a, a, an end to the sky at night, please? Not in one line. And tonight, tonight, and I'm looking at this new planet everybody's talking about, called uh, uh, Nickers. I'm looking through this, this telescope, and it's getting nearer, near the Earth, near the Earth. I'm sure all you at home are watching in, in your telescopes. It's coming nearer and nearer, and it, I, I'm looking with the naked eye now. It's getting awfully big and red, awfully big and red, and good heavens, I could swear it was in, in my room. It is. It is. Good God. Thank you. Willie Rushton, will you administer the coup de grace to Thunderbirds? Brain says it's terminal Dutch elm disease. <laughs> just highly strung. <laughs> and finally, Graham Garden. And in this one, by special request of several hundred people who couldn't be here tonight, Barry Cryer is going to do the theme tune. And Graham, your show to finish off is Top of the Pop. Hi there, guys and girls. How's oh. <laughs> that then? And as it happens, 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 happens. <laughs> Level pegging. Uh, this is the moment where I tell you the, the, of the round that we're going to finish with when I'm going to ask the teams, and they'll be thinking from now on, 
I'm going to ask them to announce the names of late arrivals at the anatomist's ball. <laughs> the anatomist's ball. Now, here's our quotations round that we call It Has Been Said. And in this one, uh, I give each of you in turn an impossibly obscure quotation, and I want you to identify its author and the circumstances under which it was said. Graham Garden. Hello. Here's your quotation. Mother, the still sow eats up all the draft. Um, I, Mother the Still Sow Eats Up All the Draft, was said originally by Agent XK009 in Red Square, Moscow. It's, it's code, of course. <laughs> to his contact. Uh, the contact was supposed to reply, will you accompany me to the station? <laughs> Unfortunately, the agent approached a secret policeman who said, will you accompany me to the station? And that's the last that was ever heard of it. Thank goodness, yes. Yeah. Ben Johnson said that. <laughs> and his name was Ben Johnson. Right. <laughs> Too much. No. Tim Brooktaylor, <coughs> here's another one for you. And that yours is, it's very odd that sailor men should talk so very queer. <laughs> Don't talk shop. Um, <laughs> I was there when this was said, actually. I, I we were all there when this was said. <laughs> it's very odd that sailor men should talk so very quick. Larry Grayson said it. Oh, well, you'll make a quite. comeback was, one day, too, was, I'm sure. It was, in fact, Larry Inglesby. It comes from the Inglesby legends from uh, one called Misadventures at Margate. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, here's your quotation. He had no little handkerchief to wipe his little nose. Yeah. The long arm of coincidence strikes again. <laughs> I don't know how you find these out, Humph. You must have researchers roaming about. Um, I'm sorry about this, ladies and gentlemen. I've just got to fill you in. Uh, you see what I mean? Um... <laughs> My wife and I uh, took our little son, who's now uh, 20 months, just under two years old, to Regent's Park Zoo about 10 days ago, and I don't know who heard me say this, and we showed him around. It's a big thrill, because he's, you know, he's a toddler and he can walk, and in the middle of the day, you know, it'd been good up till then, and it started to rain, and the penguins weren't there. That's what he wanted, the penguins. He said, Dad, show me the penguins, and they weren't there, so I smoothed out with that. <laughs> well, he's not funny! <laughs> One of the chips bit him, but he... He fell in the polar bear enclosure and cut his knee, and... I said, I'm sorry about this. I said to my wife at the end of the day, we call him over, his knee was bleeding. And he said, I never saw the penguins, Dad. And... I said, I failed you, son, and he put his arms round me and... <laughs> Bottle. I'll do it, Tim. I'll, I'll tell you since you asked him, you swine. And I said, do you realise, in spite of all that's happened today, in addition, he had no little handkerchief to wipe his little nose. <laughs> Oh, great series, great I'm series. Sorry. 
<coughs> Willie Rushton, here's one, and I must ask you to be very careful before you answer this. I shall, I shall. What? Your quotation is, Humph yourself. <laughs> and the camel humphed himself. Humph yourself, and the camel humphed himself. And the next line, as I recall, which accounts for the humph of the camel and the sphinx's inscrutable smile. <laughs> uh, it's the one-eyed Arabian entertainer, Omar Khayyam Jr. Who is known to his close... you? Tell me then, tell me. You know it. sit there, looking... Is that fellow that kipples? Kipples, kipples is right, yes. <laughs> you, you're expecting an extra mark for that, I suppose, <laughs> having volunteered If I said it, would we get more? If I said Kipling... He's bigger than... You said Kipling. Kipling. I said I'll give you two extra Kipling. marks. I sound like Kipling when I say it. <laughs> sound charades we go on to now, and we know all about this one. One team has to make noises, and the other team must guess what they mean. The audience uh, can help by applauding when they're getting warmer. And I say every week that they can do the other thing when they're not, but nobody seems to want to do the other thing, it, not in here at any rate. So we'll continue with the uh, charade, acted first by Tim Brooke Taylor and William Rushton. And uh, somebody with a board is showing our audience here, and somebody with a voice is telling you at home. Tim and Willie's charade is The Man Who Loved Cat Dancing. The Man Who Loved Cat Dancing. Right, Tim and Willie. Good is evening. yours a play, a book, a film, or what? It's a film. 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 And it's got six words. Oh. Six? Yes. A rare delight. Superb. Superb. What artistry. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. Right, there's the charade now. Start guessing Graham and Barry. It's dog something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> the. Does cat occur vaguely at any point? Yes. And it's six words with a definite article lurking, probably, at the beginning. I'm only guessing. I'm going to have a wild stab at this one. <laughs> Pass me a knife. Um, cat killer. Is it the man who liked cat dancing? No. Oh. No. 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 Is no, it's not. Oh. Sarah but you're very warm. Sarah it's way. the man who loved Cat. Ah. Mm. It's Cat Baloo, but we cheated about the number of letters. <laughs> <laughs> right, Graham and Barry, it's your, time to do a, your turn to do a charade now. Once again, the board will come round showing our audience, and the voice will tell you at home. And Barry and Graham's charade is Billy Liar. Billy Liar. Uh, this um, has been uh, a book... A play, a film, television series. Uh, well, we'll leave it with that. Yes, the thinking of doing it next year is a Chinese meal, actually. But <laughs> it's been everything. This everything. How Although, many words? Um, uh, two. Oh. Two. And it goes something like this. Hello, William. Uh, no, my name's Peter. Billy Liar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Tim Brookhaven. Brilliant. I've... Tim, for that, you get a special chance to do another charade now. And Tim and Willie's next charade is Let's Get Laid. Let's Get Laid. <laughs> it's quite difficult to actually describe what this is. It's a, it's a show, and it's got um, three words. And we're going to do it 
all at once. Okay? Yes. Let's get it over then. After you, Egg. Oh, uh, no, after you, Egg. All right. Geronimo! <laughs> Billy Liar? <laughs> oh, you guessed. Oh, oh, leg and egg. Oh, leg and egg. Just like saying that. Oh, leg and egg. So, oh, leg and egg. Let's get it over with. Geronimo wasn't relevant, was it? Really, that was just an explanation of ecstasy. Red herring. Actually, it was a red Indian, but it was a red, red, red Indian. Oh, is there a red Indian connotation? Yeah. None. Oh, parachuting connotation. Jumping from a great height connotation. You no, I think that was just an explanation of... Exclamation, I should say, of ecstasy. falling from a height, yes, but not a Falling from a height. An egg falling from a height. An egg. As in Humpty Dumpty. That oh. wonderful musical, Splat. Why, you were... <laughs> you were close with Billy Leia. <laughs> <laughs> the yokes who live on the hill. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not the exorcist. Oh. Oh. Well, good guess. It's not actually three words, but good guess. <laughs> Eggs Did over it. troubled water. No. Why, of course. <laughs> <laughs> What's Egg. the first thing that happens to eggs? Laid. Cracked. Laid. Oh. Lady. No. Laid. Let's get laid. Never heard you lost, of that. You Never lost heard. 12 marks in time faults there. Oh, you would have scored oh. more if you hadn't got the answer. <laughs> You're going to do the charade now, Barry and Graham. And once again, the board comes round. <laughs> and Barry and Graham's charade is the nun's story. The nun's story. And you at home have been told what they're going to do. Now, Barry and Graham, what is it? It's, it, it's a book and a film. A book and a film. Yes, and it's three letters. Three words, I mean. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> right, here's the charade. We're doing it all at once. Do you remember that? It's three words and it's a book and a film. Mm. And impossible to guess. Uh, that's that's a clue. Uh, yeah. I say, old boy, do you know uh, Sister Teresa? Yes, yes. Uh, well, when I say no, well, when I say no, I'm from the government. Yes. You know the last election? Yes, yes, yes. She voted Conservative. No. Yes. I'd never have believed it. So you did. Good gracious me. <laughs> the end. <laughs> credits paid, final caption. Okay, Tim and Willie. I didn't hear that. No, I didn't either. I missed it. Was it St. Teresa? You yeah. Asked yeah. Ah. Sister oh, Teresa. Sister Teresa. None. Does that... None in elections. Uh, blue none. JB's having blue none. Um... <laughs> The blue nun. No. Blue nun. Blue. None but the blue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the red nun. None but the brave. No. Uh, three words. Uh, yeah. Three words, yes. Book and a film. They haven't guessed it. Oh, the me. nun's Tory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> P.S. I lied to the mummy. <laughs> Well, we've reached a crucial point in the game when we go on to our ad-lib poem. I'll talk. And I give the one, one member of one team the opening line of a poem. He takes it up from there and then they go on in rotation until we've all had enough. 
And Willie Rushton, I'm going to give you the line first of all. This oh. time. Goodbye, world. <laughs> Bye, Willie. And your opening line is this. I had a lovely pair of things, but one of them was Julie's. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, world. I had a lovely pair of things. One of them was Julie's. Thank the Lord, my hair is even longer than Tom Dooley's. <laughs> it hangs right down my shapely back. I won't reverse that one. See <laughs> trouble coming. I've also got a beard, <clears throat> which naturists can climb about. Sometimes that's weird. What a strange place for a bandicoot to nest. <laughs> they sometimes say. They marvel that they stare at it, and then they go away. <laughs> One who came back, a naturalist, it is, of whom I speak, came and lived within my beard for, oh, most of a week. And at the end of that one week, he came to this conclusion. <laughs> He'd buy a television set from that great firm, Rediffusion. <laughs> All the other firms are good, I have to say that here. <laughs> In case they complain to our producer, dear. However, the naturalist you're longing for to hear of. <sighs> the buzzer broke. That's got it. That's got oh, it. that's it. Oh, hear of, was that? Ah, mm -hmm. um, uh, hear of. But this is such a bizarre tale. And such a very queer of which I've heard tell much before. He was a chap <laughs> who liked to drink. <laughs> a drink called Camel's Wrist. <laughs> It's not quite like a horse's neck. <laughs> it smacks more of a pink lady. With elements of sidecar. <laughs> and... Uh, pardon? <laughs> and, um, it looks a trifle shady. But once you've had a glass of this, your cares are wont to rise and slip away from off your back and brighten up your eyes and then you leap into the air with frolicsome exclamations you take a bus at first <laughs> and visit all the stations <laughs> this is a pastime known by many as fun to be endured <laughs> <laughs> Bless you, Tim. Um, you go to Euston and King's Cross. In there you are immured. A lady with a trolley sells cups of tea and buns. You look at her and say, my dear, oh, my fancy now it runs to thoughts of caviar and cakes. 
Because I've got Catholic tastes. I'm also no stranger to Neesden's icy weight. <laughs> and when I'm up there, drinking with my friend the naturalist, and he starts exploring at my beard, I have a camel's wrist. <laughs> Thank you very much. And we come to the musical uh, round now, which uh, brings back Colin Sell at the piano once again to accompany the teams in their opera singing. And we're going to start this one with you, Graham and Barry. We're going to ask you to sing an extract from the BBC Sound Effects catalogue, Comedy Sounds. Booing and bleating, feeble applause, <laughs> half-hearted hurrahs, panic and rush for the exit. Alarming <laughs> footsteps and explosions and splashes. Footsteps strolling through ovens, strolling through ovens, strolling through ovens, 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 ovens. strolling through ovens. Woodpecker practicing, typing with three hands, drawbridge opening sideways, radiophonic stomach, standard orgy, cheering small group. Ha! Smoked herring gull. More or less normal chicken. <laughs> Indisposed chicken. Ah. Sheep, mother and child. Mother and child. Assorted sheep. Assorted sheep. Goose gobbling. <laughs> oh. Goose gobbling. Puncture. Puncture. P-U-N-C-T-U-R-E. Thank you, Graham and Barry. You're going to sing your one now, uh, Tim Brooke-Taylor and Willie Rushton. And yours is, we are going to ask you to sing the ticket for this programme. <laughs> This is the ticket which is issued to the audience here. They can join in. They only go out singing the ticket. Pip, 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 Complimentary ticket not for sale. Admit to. Admit to. Admit to. I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. Chairman Humphrey Littleton. <laughs> 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 Who remembers Cherry Blossom Pink? Brooke Taylor, William Rushton, William Rushton, Jim Brooke Taylor, William Rushton, William Rushton, with 
halfway through, you've got 12 marks for that. <laughs> that brings us now to the final round, ladies and gentlemen, where I sit back and listen uh, to the teams giving their arrivals at the anatomist ball. Mr. and Mrs. Bones and their distinguished relative, Dame Bones. <laughs> Who are joined Pop by from everybody Adam, else. Mr. and Mrs. Cheered Spleen and their son, Rupert Cheered Spleen. <laughs> Please really welcome Mr. and Mrs. Muscle and their son, Paul Muscle, <laughs> and his friend, Bruce Tendon. Good heavens, who's that with them? What a coming together. Some more friends of Mr. Littleton, Mr. and Mrs. Lee Stendon, and their trad clarinet playing son, Acker Lee Stendon. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. E. Button and their daughter, Belle. <laughs> Really welcome, please, Mr. and Mrs. Knees and their kid knees. <laughs> please, will you also, oh. please will you welcome Mr. and Mrs. Broughton and their tiny criminal son, <laughs> Little Fingers Broughton. <laughs> please will you welcome from Scotland, Mr. and Mrs. Knee from a slip disc. And their daughter, Aggie Knee, from a slip disc. Ada Noids and Tom Sills. <laughs> oh, and there's Fanny Bone. <laughs> and With her uncle, Joint. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is where I have to say that uh, we've come to the end of our show. There's the bouncer, Big Burtox. <laughs> On his bucking bronco pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, kindly shut up. <laughs> For Mr. and Mrs. And why I must interrupt is that we've overstepped the bounds of decency and also reached the end of the series. And their daughter, Teresa, and why I must interrupt <laughs> is that we've overstepped the bounds of decency. <laughs> <laughs> The chairman having the last word, ladies and gentlemen, goodbye from our teams and from me, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Barry Cryer, Graham Garden, Tim Brooke-Taylor and William Rushton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Simon Brett. Thank <laughs> you.